0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you Lord. Come Holy Spirit. My God, we need you. 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 We need you, God. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Come Holy Spirit. We need you, Father. We need you. We need you. We need you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because all I want is what you want. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Will you meet me here again? Will you meet us here? Cause all I My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We need you to meet us here again. My God, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need to encounter more of you. We need to experience more of you. We need your glory. We need your grace. We need more of you, Daddy God. We need you here. We need you to meet us right here in this place. We need you to meet us right here on this devotional. We need you, Father, like never, ever, ever before. We need to experience your grace, and we need to experience your glory, and we need to experience your power. We need you, God. We need you. We need you. This nation needs you, Lord God. This nation needs you, Lord God. We need you, Father. We need to see you strong in our lives, Lord God. We need your love. We need your spirit poured out on all flesh. We need your justice. We need your judgment Lord God we need you to render justice on our behalf we need your righteous indignation to rise up in this nation Lord God we have been so full of emotions and we have been so full of hate and we have been so confused and we have been so overwhelmed and Lord God we we need you we need you we need you We need you, God. We need you, Daddy. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need you to sit on us. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need your impartation. We need to experience your glory. We need your glory. We need your glory. We need the weight of your glory. We need you, Father God. We need you amongst our law enforcement, we need you amongst our leaders. We need you in every house, Lord God. We need you. We need you, Father. We need you. We need you, Lord. We need you. We need you. We need you, Daddy God. We need you here again. We need you. Show us your glory, Lord God. Father God, we need you to pardon us, to forgive us, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. We need you to consume. We need your all consuming fire, Lord God. My God, we need you. We do not want to experience your wrath, but we know you have to judge accordingly, Lord God. Thank you, thank you. We need you, Lord God, we need you, we need you. There is, um, for us who are intercessors and who are called to intercede, there is such a burden for this there's such an overwhelming burden for this there's such a a price that comes with this and it's it's overwhelming at time and so we need God we need more of God we need to experience the hand of God we need his redeeming power we need to be overwhelmed with his love because there is no justice without love There is not. There is no, if there is no love, there is no justice until love is in position, until love reigns, until love is consuming, love is in place. There is no justice. There is no justice. There will be no justice unless there is love because love has to be the motive. Love is what changes us. There is there is not there is there just will not there will not be any there will not change will not manifest until love is in place and if there is no love there will be no justice. So Father God, we need you we need you we need you more than ever. We need you to reign because you reign. We need you to reign. We need you. We need you. We need your all-consuming fire to burn up this lust, to burn up this hate. We need your righteousness. We need your righteous indignation in in our laws, in our cities, in our state, in our nation, and in our world, Lord God. We need more of your righteousness, Lord God. We need to be right standing with you, Lord God. We need your grace, Lord God. We need your grace. We need you to heal our land, Father. We need you to heal our land, Lord God. We need you to heal our land. Hate has ran rampant in our land, Lord God, and that is not of you. That is not of you, Lord God. So we need you to heal us individually Lord God and we need you to heal us collectively Lord God we need to experience more of you we need you Jesus we need you to strengthen us we need you to give us eyes to see we need you to position us so that we are not deceived Lord God quicken us Holy Spirit Advocate for us, Lord God. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Let the prayer warriors and intercessors get on the wall, Lord God, and let them not come down until change comes. We need your holiness, Lord God. We need your strength, we need your grace, we need your mercy, we need your provision, we need your power. We need to see your power demonstrated throughout this earth, Lord God. There is no circumstance, there is no situation. We cry out, Daddy God. We cry out, Abba Father. We need more of you. We need more of you. We need repentant hearts, Lord God. So Father God, where they can't hear you, Lord, we ask you, Lord God, to take their stony hearts and give them a heart of flesh. Let them be filled up with you right now in Jesus name. Lord, we need your judgment on this situation. We need your judgment in our nation. We need your judgment. And we know when your judgment occurs lord god that justice will occur that healing will occur that salvations will manifest lord god that righteous laws will overtake unrighteous laws so father god we thank you for righteous leadership leaders that are sensitive to your voice leaders that can hear you lord god leaders that lord god lead by your wise counsel lord god we thank you father god for judges like Deborah, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for holiness in this land, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we are, that you are birthing a new thing in us, Lord God. And we thank you for your holiness, Lord God open unclogged ears lord god let us operate in a sound mind the devil has been so divisive he has been so divisive he has been so divisive he has we cancel every assignment of the enemy we drive out every demonic force of hate we drive out every demonic force of division lord god and conspiracy lord god that has been trying to come against your kingdom that has been trying to come against your nation, that has been trying to come against this world, Lord God, every wicked device, Father God. For of your people who are called by your name will humble themselves and pray, you will begin to heal our land. So we stand here gathered today, Daddy God, asking you to heal our land, heal our hearts, heal our minds, heal our spirits, heal our soul. Let us become one nation under God. Jesus, we thank you. For you were already bruised for our iniquities. You were already chastised for our peace. You already took all of this on. And by your stripes we receive your healing in our land. This is my position. This is my faith. Lord God, I trust you. Lord God, I trust you. Lord God, I trust you. See, intercessors see all of this differently. Intercessors see this differently. Intercessors see if they are in position, they see the attack. They They see the undercurrents. They see the things that are happening behind the scene. And it doesn't, some of it is like surface, but some of it is so much more going on beyond the scene. And if we can be, divided and if our nation can be divided and if the church can be divided it's just so much to this it's just so much more to this it's just so much more than what we see and that's why the watchman cannot get off the wall and we cannot just be consumed in what we think like we can't just be consumed in what we think. We just can't jump in on every bandwagon. We just can't be moved by what all we hear because some of this is so deceptive. And if we don't pause ourselves and we don't humble ourselves and we're not fasting and we're not praying and we're not asking the Lord to really heal us and to really give us eyes to see, and we're not really taking our position to God. We'll miss what God is saying to us in this season. We'll miss the voice of God. We'll miss the hand of God. We'll miss the sound of God. We'll miss what the transition of God. We'll miss what God is saying. And if we get so consumed by what we see, we won't intercede with what God is asking us to intercede. We won't pray the prayers of God. We won't pray the Holy spirit, right? We, we won't pray the Holy spirit. We won't, we won't. And we do, we got to stand on our walls and we got to get in position. And some of us are going to have to go into fast and consecrations, three, like three day fast, not a day fast, like three day fast, get into a three day fast, and begin to petition the Lord and begin to ask him and begin to, to, to stand in the gap. It is spiritual. It is demonic. It is divisive. It is intentional. It went, we went from a plague to another matter that is so serious and so important, right? But how we handle everything from this point on my God, like how we handle everything as intercessors and people got from God. And some of us got knocked, like some of us got knocked off for a second and we begin to go in a direction and God is saying to us this morning, I need y'all to come back and I need y'all to become centered. And I need y'all to get focused on me. And I need y'all to hear what I'm saying, not what anybody else is saying. I need you to hear what I'm saying. I need you to get my wisdom on this. I need you to get my knowledge on this. I need you to get my understanding on this. Right. Because it's a plot and a plan and an attack of the enemy. And if I can get my intercessors and those that are full of faith and those that really truly believe, if I can get you knocked off or you're not operating in sound counsel, and you're not asking wisdom and you're not seeking the face of the Lord, like you need to seek the face of the Lord, then what will begin to happen? is we won't begin to see the land healed. And are the issues real? The issues are real, real. Does justice need to be served? Justice absolutely needs to be served. But righteousness has to come in and love has to come in. And if righteousness and love does not come in, none none of anything will even really matter if righteousness and love is not the position. None of it. None of it will matter if righteousness and love is not the position if righteousness not does not take over this thing, and so we need to begin to experience the justice of God and the judgment of God and we and praying for salvations and praying for his healing and impositions and and I don't care if people tell you oh, we prayed enough, no, pray again. Pray again, because this is spiritual. This is supernatural. Pray again. Take your position and pray again. God has been very clear. Read. I don't know about you, but I need my word now more than ever right now. Like I've had to make my position in the word. I've had to pull back from things I'm watching. I've had to pull back from being connected to so much media and social media. Right. It's, it's just so much here. And so I've been asking. So let me give you what God's judgment looks like. Right. When we talk about the judgment of God, we are take, talking about the fact that God will make wrong things right. So if he's saying to if if he's saying to us, if he's saying to us, if my people will humble themselves and pray. Right. If he's saying to us, my will humble myself and pray. If you will get in a position, if you will align your will with my will, if you will, if you will stay on the wall, if you will be considering, if you will ask for more of the Holy Spirit. If you will ask for more of the Holy Spirit, if you will not be moved by what you see, if you will not put your eyes on the things around you, but that you will stand in the justice of God and you will stand in the faith of God and the trust that this is the same God. This is the same God. This is immutable God. Remember when God started teaching us his names, this, he is omnipotent. He is, he is a God of wrath. He is immutable. He is omniscient. He is um, omnipresent. He is everywhere. He is forever changing. He is not moved by what he sees. Right. And so I just want to give you some some ways that, that we experience the judgment of God, right? When we're asking for the judgment of God, or we're praying for the judgment of God, we're asking God for healing God's judgment. See, people have taught us judgment wrong. And I've been just really studying on the judgment of God. And when we say God's judgment, when we're praying and asking God for his judgment, what we're asking God for is his, him to work like him to work in this. So when we ask for healing, then God's judgment on sick, God's judgment on sickness is seen in the manifestation of his healing power. So when we're like, like God judge Corona, God judge sickness, let us experience your judgment. Let the East wind judge this. When we're praying for God's judgment, then we're asking for his healing to manifest. That's his healing power. That's what the judgment of God looks like. When we're talking about sickness and disease, we're asking God to heal the land. And we, we've been taught his judgment so wrong and his justice. So wrong, God's justice was healing. Isaiah 53 and five proves that right for, he was bruised for our iniquities. He's chastised for our peace, right? You want me to go there? I'm going to go there for you. And so when we're asking and looking for God's judgment on things, we are asking for ju- God's judgment, his weight, the weight of his glory. Come on, Holy Spirit. We are asking for his resurrection power to be moved in this thing. Right. That's what we're that's what that's what we're doing. We're asking for his resurrection power. We're asking for his healing power. And so when we begin to ask for the judgment of God, that's why it's so important for us to meditate on the laws day and night. This is why it's so, so important for us to be in this work. Think about how much time that you have spent on other Things that you haven't been spending in his word, and right now we need his his judgment. And so when I say I'm looking for God's judgment on sickness, what I'm asking him for is healing, right? When I that's what I'm asking for, I'm like, Lord, I need your healing. So we're going to Isaiah 53, and it says, Who has believed confidently, trusted in, relied on, and adhered to our message of salvation? And to whom, if not us, has the arm and infinite power of the Lord been revealed? He, the servant of God, grew up before him like a tender shoot plant and like a root out of dry ground. He has no stately form or majestic splendor that we would look at him, nor handsome appearance that we would be attracted to him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and pain and acquainted with grief. And like one form from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or his esteem. But in fact, he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assumed that he was stricken, struck down by God and degraded and humiliated by him. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice. Our wrongdoing, the punishment required for our well-being fell on him and by his stripes, his wounds, we are healed. So when we start asking for the justice and the judgment of God on sickness, whether it's mental sickness, whether this country is sick, when we are asking God for his judgment and his justice, what we are saying to God is God, we need you to heal us. We need you to heal our land. We need the manifestation of your healing. We need your judgment manifested. We need your healing power to manifest in our life. Another, another, another of God's judgment, right? Uh, Of his judgment, his, that comes through salvation that comes through Jesus is revival. So Anytime our nation or our world has been compromised, come on, Holy Spirit. Then what we begin to pray is for revival to break out. Right? Come on. I'm just going to let him leave me. I'm just going to let him leave me. We begin to pray for revival to break out. That's what we need to be praying. Lord, we need your revival to break out. I'm taking you over to Acts. um, I'm going to take you over to Acts in the second chapter And it says, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. They were all together in one place and suddenly a sound from heaven, like a rushing violent wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them. And they rested on each one of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled, that is diffused, throughout their being with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, different languages, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately. My God. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout and God-fearing men from everywhere, every nation under heaven. And when this sound was heard, Father, we need you to come like a rushing wind when this sound was heard, a crowd gathered and they were bewildered because each one was hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own dialect. They were completely astonished saying, look, are not of all of these who are speaking Galileans? This, how is, then how is this that each of us hears our own language and our own dialect? My God, we need God to come like a rushing wind. Like when God comes in like a rushing wind, there is solidarity. There is wholeness, there is soundness of mind. And so then our prayer begins to, we begin to pray and we begin to pray differently. And we begin to ask the Lord God. And as we are praying, we are asking for the spirit of the Lord to pour out out his flesh upon all men, right? We're asking, we're asking you spirit, Lord, Lord, we need you, we need your spirit to be poured out amongst all men. Colossians 1, 9 and 12 says, For this reason, since this day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, being fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strength with all power according to his glorious might, so you may have great endurance and patience. So we're praying, Father God, for God's spirit to be poured out. Like we need your spirit, Lord God to be poured out amongst all flesh, amongst all men. We need to see your power. And when we begin to pray that way, right? Acts two, when we get to the 17th and the 18th verse of Acts two, it says in the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will begin to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will begin to dream dreams. Then we begin to intercede and pray and say, Lord, we need you to pray. We pray the word of God. We need you to pray your spirit out. We need to see more of your spirit in this earth, right? And how that comes is through us as intercessors. We begin to pray the will of God. I didn't know I was doing this today, but we begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We begin to pray the will of God in this earth. So Lord God, we are praying your will in this earth. We're praying your kingdom come and your will be done in this earth, right? And then so when we see that that the 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 that the 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 thank you when we see that um god that we we see darkness or we see the kingdom of darkness at advancing this is god's judgment for that is so winning god's judgment is that for that is so is so winning right that's what it is and so we pray for soul winning That's what we begin to pray. We pray for souls to be one to Christ, right? Because he said he will leave the 99, right? If you don't trust me in this, he said he'd leave the 99 and go after the one. And if he'll leave the 99 and go after the one, Then we begin to pray and ask for God to put laborers in the field. Right. When Paul was on his road to Damascus, he had an encounter with God like never before. And so God's judgment on darkness is soul winning. We don't retreat in the kingdom. I'm just giving you this by the spirit, by what God has shown me, by what I've been reading, by what I've been studying. We don't retreat in the kingdom. We don't stop trying to win souls for Christ because the world is in an uproar. As a matter of fact, this is the time when we need to spend more time to win souls for Christ right? To win souls for Christ. This is when we advance the kingdom. The kingdom doesn't shrink back. We don't care what anybody says. We don't care. No, we're going to continue to win souls for kingdom because that's God's judgment when there's darkness, right? We can go back to Isaiah 53, five. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. Can I read you this? Can I read you next? It says all of us like sheep have gone astray. This is the sixth verse. We have turned each, each one to his own way, but the Lord has caused the weakness of all our sin, our injustice, or our wrongdoing to fall on him instead, to fall on him. Instead, all our injustice, all our wickedness, all our wrongdoing is to fall on him. Instead, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he didn't open his mouth, complain or defend himself. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth, complain or defend himself. And so kingdom of gender, when that's Isaiah 53 in the sixth verse. So kingdoms agenda, when, when, when darkness is in place that we position ourselves to win more souls for Christ. So if you haven't been preparing your language, so I'm not going to win souls for Christ. If I'm bashing. I'm not going to win souls for Christ. If I'm condemning, I'm not going to win souls for Christ. If I'm in darkness myself, that's not my position. My position is even when darkness is around that kingdom is winning (laughs) and that I am on the, I'm on the thing reminding people who Jesus is. Right? So when, when there's more darkness, right? This is when the Lord wants people to get saved. This is, this is when the Lord needs people to get saved. This is it. So God's judgment against, can I tell you something? Can we be real, real God's judgment against the evil governments and their action is in time judgment. but it is not, it is not, it is not ours to, to render. It's not ours to render against, um, evil governments and their actions. God sees all right. He sees all, he knows all he's going to do all he'll raise, he'll raise up a leader, but God's judgment end time judgment comes when we see governments. This is scriptural. I'm not giving you nothing out of the word. I'm not giving you nothing. That's not in the word, right? I'm not giving you nothing. That's not in the word. God's judgment right on wicked governments, is end time judgment. And if you go study the prophets and you go study the word, that is why Jesus came to end government and why we are placed in this earth now so that we walk in righteous living. That's why you're needed in your mountain of influence. So righteousness can exist on that mountain. And so God deals with end time judgment, but we have to operate in self-control. We have to really begin to deal with our flesh, right? And so here, Romans 12, and let's start in the 18 verses says, if it is possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. Do not avenge yourselves, beloved, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink for in so doing, you will heap burning coals, on his head. And so God has a plan right? But if we don't seek his face and we don't seek the plan of God and we don't seek the wisdom of God, I'm just coming to you by the spirit of God today and nothing else. Then we won't understand that God's judgment against evil, evil government and their action. There's always an end time judgment in place, but we have to stay out of the mix of it. We have to humble ourselves. We have to seek the face of God to understand his will for us at this time. So Lord, we ask you to take dominion over this, right? We are, we are in position, we are in place. So let me tell you something. So God, same thing, God's judgment, right? God, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, God judgment. I thank you for this. I thank you for this Lord. So here's the other part, the the God's judgment, when when there is unrighteous legislation, right? Laws that do not line up with the kingdom. God's judgment is righteous legislation, right? That I'm going to show you something in the scripture. Hold on Lord. Thank you. Holy spirit. Thank you. Holy spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this scripture today. Thank you for this word today. So when there is unrighteous laws, right? When there's unrighteous laws, there's judgment. So Isaiah, right? Can I show you this? Isaiah, this is the fifth verse. And we're going to go to the sixth verse. It says for every trampling boot of battle and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace. There will be no end. He will reign on the throne of David. I'm about to throw my Bible and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from that time and forevermore. From that time and forevermore. So if you didn't know that the government wasn't on his shoulder, right? He will cause a nation to rise. He will cause of people to rise. He will put the right people in place, right? But right now we need righteous government in place. We need revival to break out. We need healing to manifest. We need soul winning to take place, right? We need righteous legislation (laughs) <laughs> well, we need righteous legislation right now. That's what we need in place because righteous legislation is what's going to impact change and righteous, regis- but you need righteous leaders in place. So we have to pray, right? We have to pray for righteousness in this place, right? The Another g- judgment of God is unity, right? Unity, unity in the body. Mm-hmm we need unity in the body of Christ. That's God's judgment. When strife riles up, he doesn't want us ununified. He wants us unified, right? This is what God is saying about unity. He needs us walking in unity. He doesn't need us not in unity at this time. So God's judgment, right? God's judgment. When there is division in the family, division in society and division in church, God's judgment is for unity and reconciliation. And so we should be praying for unity and reconciliation, right? Philippians 2, 1, 3. So if there is in is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy. Come on, Holy Spirit, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love being in full accord and of one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself, then yourself, right? First John four and 12, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his perfect love is in us. So we need unity. First Corinthians 12 and 12 for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body through many are one body. So it is with Christ for kin, one spirit, we were all baptized in one body. And so we need to be praying for unity in the midst. Romans 12 and 16 says what live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty, but associate with the lowly, never be wise in your own sight. So we pray for ears to hear right? Church, we, this ain't time for church split. This ain't, we need unity in the body of Christ. And so if we don't understand what's going on, we don't agree with someone else is doing Then, for us to display unity in the body of Christ, we shut our mouths and we don't say anything. And we get in position and we begin to pray in the Holy spirit. This is why you need more of the Holy spirit. This is why you need to be baptized in the Holy spirit. Some of you have not been baptized in the Holy spirit yet because you have not asked to be baptized in the Holy Holy Spirit yet. And if you want the revelation that I'm talking about and the revelation that we're getting, all you got to do is ask the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit until it overflows. And then you will begin to understand God's righteousness and you will begin to under these things by the spirit. These things cannot be discerned in your flesh. You will not be able to discern this in your flesh. You will not be able to get the revelation that you need in the word in your flesh. You're not going to understand the move of God. You're not going to understand the justice of God. You will not understand the power of God. You will not understand what God is saying right now. You need the Holy spirit. And if you have never been asked to be filled with the Holy spirit, here is your time right now. Fill me, but you have to ask, fill me up. Holy spirit, I want to be filled with the Holy spirit in Jesus name and be sincere about it. And you will be filled with the Holy spirit. And can I tell you that the evidence is also right? Come on now asking God, is not going to withhold that thing. I need to be filled with the Holy spirit and then he'll start leading you and he'll start guiding you. You need the Holy spirit because the Holy spirit is advocate. He is comforter. He is your teacher right? Jess, will you find that scripture for me? He is advocate. He is your comforter. He is your teacher. And he longs to teach you with these things, but you are going to need the Holy Spirit to be able to discern this and to be able to walk in higher levels of righteousness. The only reason that you've been cycling back and staying in the same way is because you haven't had the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It's because you have not found found the the fullness of of the Holy spirit. And it's like, no, I need the Holy spirit so that these things can be revealed to me. These things are not just supposed to be revealed to my pastor. These things are not just supposed to be revealed to the Lakeisha. These things are supposed to be revealed to me. I'm supposed to walk in revelation knowledge every day of my life. I'm supposed to experience every day. And so Felicia, if you want to be filled with the Holy spirit, all you have to do is receive this by faith. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, that Felicia is filled with your Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Now, Holy Spirit, come and fill Felicia up. We thank you for the infilling of Felicia's Holy Spirit in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Can I give you one more thing? Can I give you one more thing about God's judgment in this time, God's judgment in this time and receive it by faith. It's not a feeling like, I, I receive it, like re, receive it by faith. And then the last part of what I want to give you is God's holiness, right? When God's judgment on sin, I need y'all to understand this, right? God's judgment on sin is holiness. God, God, God that's his judgment on sin. And sometimes because people have taught us things different, there she goes, pen it just because people have taught us things different. We don't see this the way that we should see this, but God's judgment on sin, on anger, on pornography, on drugs, on rebellion is his holiness. That's God's judgment on that. It is his holiness. So let me give you this. I said, so, so prepare your minds in action. This first Peter 13, be completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert, fix your hope completely on the grace of God. And that was today's devotional title, grace and glory, fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you within Christ Jesus revealed. So when I receive the grace of God, what I turn around and receive for judgment of my sins is his holiness. I receive his holiness and I receive his holiness by faith. And we have had things going on in our life that have been trying to stand in the way and to keep us from receiving our holiness. But I receive his holiness and it says, live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires, which governed you in your ignorance right? And when we are in ignorance of things of God, we will act outside of holiness. When we don't understand God's grace, when we don't understand that God's judgment on sin is his holiness, that he gave us Jesus, that that Jesus makes up for all the gaps, all the sin, all the bad things we've done, all the wrong, wrong things we've done. We won't get this right. It says, but like the Holy one who called you, be holy yourselves and all your conduct be set apart from the world by your godly character and your moral, moral courage, because it is written, you shall be holy set apart for I am holy, right? And if you address, if you address as Father, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work. Conduct yourselves in reverent fear of him and with profound respect for him throughout the time of your stay here on earth. For you know that you were not redeemed from your useless, spiritual, unproductive way of life inherited by tradition from your forefathers with perishable things like silver and gold, but you were actually purchased my God, I can preach this right here. Like this is the fire where I could drive it on here. You could like my God, but you were actually purposed with precious blood, like that of a sacrificial lamb, unblemished and spotless, the priceless blood of Jesus, for he was foredained foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared publicly in these last times for your sake. And through him, you believe confidently in God, the heavenly father who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are centered and rest in God. Since by your obedience to the truth, you have purified yourselves for a sincere love of the believers. See that you Yourself, you love one another from the heart, always unselfishly seeking the best for one another. For you have been born again, that is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose, not of seed, which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal, that it is through the living and everlasting word of God. God, for all flesh is like grass and all its glory, like the flowers of the grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word, the good news of salvation, which is being preached to you today. My God, my God, which is being preached to you today. And some of you may say, I don't understand all that. That's good. Receive it by faith, receive it by faith, receive it by faith, receive it by faith, and then ask the Holy Spirit to show you who you are so that you can understand that your position you're supposed to take. I want to read one more scripture over to you and give you one more thing today. First Peter two and nine says, I need you to understand this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession to proclaim the virtues of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not his people, but you are now his people. Once you did not receive his mercy, now you have received his mercy and you just have to receive the mercy of God by faith, right? You just have to receive the mercy of God by faith. Let me pray for you. Lord God, we thank you for your holiness. Lord God, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Father God, for the weight of your glory. pressed down on us so that we can receive your truth by faith. We thank you, Father God, that you honored us this morning, that you visited us this morning, that you were with us this morning, that you don't leave us without hope, that you don't leave us without courage, that you don't leave us without strength, that you don't leave us without grace, that you don't leave us without mercy. Father God, continue to show us the weight of your glory. Let us experience your glory. Father God, we thank you. We are your earthen vessels, but we are living. We are with you forever, Father God. So we thank you, Lord God, that we will not be consumed or tainted by the things of this world. We will keep our eyes on you. We will walk in unity. We will walk in solidarity. We will experience your joy. We will experience your peace. We will experience your justice, Lord God. For you said in your word, if God is for us, my God. If God is for us, 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 if God is for us. If God is for us, is for us, is for us then who can be against us. For you were already bruised for our iniquities. You were already chastised for our peace. You took it all. You bore all our infirmities. So Lord God, we ask that you heal our land, that you heal our souls, that you heal our homes, that you heal our nation, that you heal our government. And we thank you, Father God, for the justice of God. And we thank you, Lord God, for the judgment of God. And we thank you for the peace of God. And we thank you for the love of God sweeping throughout this nation. And we thank you, Father God, for the, for, for the, for, for the laborers. The laborers, the laborers, the laborers, Lord God, that are working in your field, Lord God. And we honor them and we esteem them and we thank you, Father God. And we lift them up for those that labor amongst us, Lord God, that continue to share the gospel of Jesus Christ for such a time as this, Lord God, my God. And like and like Boaz did Ruth, you be our kinsman redeemer. You redeem us in a time of trouble. My God, you strengthen us. You quicken our spirit, Holy Spirit advocator and teacher. We speak solidarity over our land. We speak unity over the body of Christ and we drive out every wicked device and everything that has exalted itself against the kingdom of God. We drive you out for us a darkness right now. We thank you that you surrender to the name of Jesus. You surrender to the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we are anchored in truth. And for every heart that's in government, that's hardened, that's wicked, that's divisive, Lord God, we thank you that you're pulling them out of their idols, that you're pulling them out of their self, that you give them a heart of flesh, that the Holy Spirit is permeating their being right now as they sleep, Lord God. We thank you. They will not be given over to a reprobate mind, Lord God, that your heart, their heart is becoming to tender to the things of God. Shake them up, Lord God. Wake them up out their sleep, Lord God. Let them begin to long and hunger and thirst for righteousness. And we thank you, Jesus, for your holiness. Lord God, give us your holiness, Lord God. Let us be anchored in your holiness, Lord God. Let us spend time in your truth, Lord God. Let the justice of God redeem the time, Lord God. Seal up the cracks. Seal up the gaps, Lord God. Fill us up, Father God, where our wounds have been leaking out, Lord God. Seal the gaps up right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for dwelling amongst us. We thank you, Father God, that God is with us. (laughs) We thank you. You are the God that is with us, that you go before us Lord God, that you will go before us. And as we pray, you go up before us. You tear down the strongholds. You demolish the threats and the kingdom advances by faith. Show us your glory. Let us manifest your glory, seal up the cracks in us so that we're able to carry the weight of your glory in our homes, in our jobs, in our city, in our state, in our nation, in our our world. Lord God, let your love dwell high among us for we are your people. We were chosen. We were appointed. We were set in place. Let your intercessors stand on the wall. Give them the strength they need, Lord God. Heal them in their own broken places, Lord God, so that they are able to pray. Now, Father God, we thank you that the east wind begins to judge this thing judge the the disunity. My God, we thank you, Lord God, that the east wind begins to judge the hate, judge the evilness, judge the racism. We thank you that the east wind judges the coronavirus. We thank you that east wind judges poverty. We thank you that east wind judges lack. We we thank you that east wind judges dissensions, lewdness, crudeness, sexual immorality. We thank you that it's judging and it is judging in favor of righteousness. So we thank you, Lord God, for your holiness. And thank you that look, the West wind stands in your favor, Lord God. So blow, let your spirit be poured out on all flesh today. My God, redeem the time anchor us in your truth. Let us be resolved in your word. Let us not be tossed to and fro for a double man man, woman, child is unstable in all his ways. So we bind up the spirit of fear. We bind up every spirit that has been distracting us and we cast you back to the pits of hell. We drive out every force of darkness by faith. We plead the blood of Jesus of our city, our state, our nation, and our world. We thank you, Father God, that the blood is the standard in our government. The blood is the standard in our house. The blood is the standard in our city in Little Rock. The blood is the standard in Sherwood and North Little Rock and Pine Bluff. We thank you that the blood is the standard in all time in surrounding cities in Benton and Bryan, Lord God. We thank you that the blood is the standard in Cabot, Lord God, in Harrison, Lord God, in Fayetteville, Lord God, in Benville, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the blood is the standard in stamps and small. We thank you that the blood is the standard. And we thank you, Father God, that for city governments that will rise up in righteousness. We thank you, Father God, that a government that won't fail, my God, because they are seated at your right hand. We thank you for godly leadership rising amongst the ashes. We thank you, Father God, that your word will not fail. Come Holy Spirit in all our lives. We thank you, Jesus, for giving us your righteousness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you have never, ever... Ever receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? It begins there. (laughs) Like, this is the time. This is the hour. You don't need to wait. You don't need to wait on nothing else. Like, you don't need to wait. You don't need to be like, well, you know, I'll think about it tomorrow. Like, Jesus was what changed my life. You are looking at that. You know, they always like, I was a wrench. You looking at her, right? You're looking at the person that was caught up in sin. You're looking at the person that lived her own life. You're looking at the person that was caught up in lust. You're looking at her. And so right now, I just want you to take the position and and repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, I need you. I need you to come in my life. I know I have sinned against you, and I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. And I promise to love you and follow you as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. And him that cometh unto me, I will no ways cast out. That's John 6 and 37. And whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. That's Romans 10 and 13. I love y'all so much, but more than anything, God loves you. Do me a favor. Go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Get connected to the ministry. Please consider becoming a partner with this ministry so that we can continue to push the gospel. Because we're coming after the one so that we can continue to push the gospel throughout the world throughout the world. Just consider your partnerships. That's what it does. It helps us continue to get the gospel. Nothing else throughout the world. That's our goal to get the gospel into every home, every city, every state, every nation and world. I love you so much more than anything. God loves you. Do me a favor. Go be love today. Go be love. Be the love of Christ in this world today. I'll see you back here Monday, 5 a.m. Some of you I'll see you at 12. Thank you for tuning into our podcast.